Cindy Tanarjak is the mastermind behind NC, a brand that creates mismatched dream earrings and a wearable art from polymer clay, highly focused on detail. Born and raised in Indonesia, Cindy's heritage and culture have been a major source of inspiration for her work. Join me in this engaging conversation where I talk with Cindy about her business, cultural aspects, community, and her dreams. My name is Lucy, and this is your Polymeric Podcast. Hello, Cindy. Welcome to the Polymeric Podcast. Thank you for welcoming me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just like uh, finish my um, like my orders online because I'm crafting all week, and I just had like I just finished um, my last week's market. So I did an offline market in Indonesia. So it was kind of crazy and kind of gathering my spirit back to just craft again. So. And here I am, <laughs> meeting you. <laughs> Beautiful. It's a pleasure to meet you. And we should say that we connected through social media, which is a beautiful way in this era that we can connect in this way. And, you know, I fell in love with your artwork because it's very different than from what I have seen. So can you let us know a bit about your style and what is the base of your artwork? So basically, I did um, I did so many variations at the beginning of my journey doing polymer clay work. Um, but uh, when I was like the beginning of uh, COVID season, <laughs> the years ago, I I kind of um, innovate my way of doing polymer clay work, which is most of people most of people around the world know that I'm doing. Uh, mismatched dream earrings so i did a lot of i was inspired about just like um traveling and I, uh the, the the just like the the death of like traveling the meaning of traveling and then like my travel series became popularly known and i did because as you know like travel pieces or travel places uh, around the world has so many intricacies in their designs architecture and all that so basically that's why i was kind of like going with my details and my work and that kind of got people literally uh know me as a maker <laughs> and when it comes to your own culture and your own country does it inspire you as well uh for sure um i haven't like literally um introduced a lot of like um like the culture here like what are the places here uh in terms of like travel pieces but I'm excited to just like uh, introduce that in the future. And are you originally from Indonesia? Yes. Is that correct? I was born in Jakarta, Indonesia. <laughs> How is the polyworkly community there? Um, to be frankly honest, like um, I can I can speak for all of the makers here in Indonesia. Uh, the polyworkly community here is still low if i can say because um even like the the, the material itself polymer clay not many people know it, for example like i just did like this offline market right it's it's my first time doing an offline market meeting people face to face and literally introducing 
Polly McClay. And most of people, I think 90% of the people that came into my uh, booth, for example, uh, or meeting me uh, in, uh, in person, they didn't know about Polly McClay at all. So um, the majority people would uh, say that they never heard of Polly McClay. So I felt as a polymer clay maker um, in Indonesia is still very low, and this is something that I really wanted to just like advocate and how literally uh, how blessed I am to kind of like encounter this material because it's literally the best thing that happened to me because I did pottery back then. It's 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 it's, it's a very natural clay from the earth, right? But this one is like came out, out of nowhere from uh, when I just like, um, I think I just saw from Pinterest or something like that. And then just because I just fell in love with the material, did so many trials and errors, but that's, that's something that I've really wanted to just kind of introduce to people here and making sure that, uh, making sure that they know how precious this material is and how, how uh, flexible, how colorful, how Literally, it it can make uh, little for me. It's it's uh, um, it's it's something that polymerically has been such a a blessing into my life. So that's that's something that I've really wanted to do, like advocate in the future through my social media or things or other platforms. For example, like this talking with you about polymerically. So yeah, I think it's still a, well, a long way to go in Indonesia uh, to like literally. Uh, building community well to introduce to so this way in the future I really want to um, create like community or basically from doing like offline workshops meeting a lot of people things like that so still a, a long way to go here but I'm excited though for for that that's totally yeah you know you speak about working with polymeric clay with sparks in your eyes so that's definitely a beautiful thing to see <laughs> But do you still remember the very first day when you found the clay? And would you were you able to imagine all those possibilities that this clay offers? Yeah, um, it was 2019 when I began to just like uh, kind of knowing about this polymer clay. When I wanted to uh, create a new product line, uh, literally just I spent months. I think two months, three months to just like research about this material. It's like, it's like, it's like something that I've never like, I've never, I've never felt. So it was like, it's just, it was just a match made in heaven. Like, I don't know why, but I really, really love clay that much. Uh, when I just, um, I just uh, ordered this like bunch of clay and then just did my trials and errors in my like apartment studio. And then like, I was kind of like, um, you know, like curious about this material. It's like getting to know someone, you know, like it's it's step by step process. It didn't take me that slow to just like getting to know this material. It was just it was just like one with the flow. At the beginning, my my design wasn't wasn't like as intricate as you can see on my page. But I think it was kind of the process that I'm I'm last. Uh, off because I can get to know the material well, how I can literally 
my style and also things that I love there. And polemically, it's just like, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's just special for me. And you said that you did some research. So am I, you know, understanding correctly that after you found the clay and you did several attempts, then you started searching what the material can offer is and what it can do? Mm -hmm. uh, I just basically, uh, I didn't even like uh, joining like workshops or things like that because we don't, we, we, we don't have it like the polymer community here, right? So I just did it by watching YouTube or like seeing a lot of polymer clay makers around the world who have done it uh, earlier than me. And I just felt the need of like doing something crazy because I'm just that crazy. <laughs> I just love to create something out of the box. And then like, I just did it by myself and just watching YouTube from every kind of like makers. Um, maybe if you, if you know from the polymer clay community around the world, there are a lot of people who make such gorgeous jewelry or things like that, sculpture from polymer clay. It's just amazing to see that. And I've really wanted to just like have aha moment. Like I need to do something crazy like that. Gorgeous like that. And then suddenly it came out. It came out like I need to do something about travel or like about my movies. Uh, or movies that I love or like the food that I love. Things like that. So, but I've, uh, but I kind of um, get that idea of mismatch because uh, in here, in Indonesia, like most importantly, like yeah, I feel like um, we don't uh, we don't have the courage to like literally do something or innovate something. So I felt the need to just like create. Why does earrings needs to be like the same, like from both sides? So it's just kind of like the idea of, of me to create that, and suddenly like uh, I just had the need to just like post post it without any expectations and people started to get the hang of it like the idea of like this crazy idea of mine and it also not very common that the artist or someone who found the material would immediately do the research so in your case i believe that it helped you a lot because you started working with clay just a few years ago and you suddenly found your style so what would be your advice to someone who is in the very same position right now found the clay and just wonders what to do where direction she or he should go basically this one of the things that i've always kind of like advocate people of uh people who are still in the big in the beginning stage of like uh starting to find their style or their signature work and things like that it's always has to come from your heart and what you what do you want to do uh like what 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 kind of like uh style that you want to people to see your art and i think i think because in my case i've always loved to just share everything that i love in terms of like things that i eat things that i watch because i love to watch uh, uh movies or travel moments um like my favorite paintings for example so it's always basically from my childhood uh, memories that I, that people see. And I think a lot of my clients and customers uh, 
say that they can feel like my art just seeing my art basically on on, on social media so that's kind of like the the first thing that i kind of noticed and i'm i feel i'm i'm grateful beyond words that people can see my art but i think for beginners like um who just knew about like ultimately you should um not be afraid of like trying out things if it doesn't work at least you try, you know, because polymerically, it's limitless, you know, you can make anything, yeah. it's, it's little limitless. So if people ask me, like, why do I make earrings? Why do I make this, 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 this? I, I say it back to them, like, why not, you know? So because in Indonesia, statement earrings like this are not... Uh, I'm not still like the, the the trend, you know. It's still weird for especially women here, uh, my age or even older. So I've kind of always like wanted to uh, tell people be weird because people will recognize that and embrace that. So never stop uh, finding your own style. I think you'll get it somehow if you never stop of doing because that's what I did this past years doing polymer clay and speaking of the culture of your country obviously my culture is different your culture is different so how it is for you to be an entrepreneur a businesswoman an artist altogether in your country and in your community or perhaps in your family what was the reaction oh um my parents were like my parents were asking, it's always like the culture here. I think you have to like have the work of like, for example, like doctor or like, uh, like business or like continuing my parents' business, for example. I think that was kind of the thought that my parents had for me or things like that. Or, but I've always had this, like the, the one thing, you know, to do something different. The urge, yeah, the yes. urge, you mm-hmm. know, uh, to do something different. I was skeptical because uh, when I was doing this, I still had my full-time job uh, at the beginning of mm-hmm. like COVID uh, season, like two years ago. And then like uh, when I kind of like uh, do it at the same time, MC took off. Uh, MC took off. I couldn't even like can handle like my my, my full-time job at the time so i kind of like took a leap of faith and just like i just like uh, did it full time and my parents were just like um suddenly i need i need to prove to them i needed to prove to them you know i can uh, make a living out of this and and my parents uh, culture like they they're still skeptical about like doing art i like doing this art thing and can you make money out of it but uh after a year after a year and a half, oh, I can make a living at it. And I'm besides that, I'm happy as an artist, as a as a human being, you know, like doing this because I've always had the thought in uh in the beginning of like when I was still like twenty or twenty one, like uh I had this thinking like I need um I need to do it before I regret it later when when I'm getting older. So that was the kind of the thought that I see, and my parents like started to just like uh, support me along the way, and I'm excited for 
everything that I'll do in the future, but I'm grateful for like er, the support that I've been given my parents, my fr- my friends, everyone that I meet. So, and is it a common thing for especially women to do something by yourself in Indonesia or as you said parents and maybe the society as well would prefer if you became a doctor, a lawyer and things like that? Mm. It's 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 not very common here. I think it depends on each uh, like it's a heritage, you know, in, in Indonesia because we're very diverse. Uh, for me, I'm, I come from a Chinese uh, uh, like poor family, so it, it used to very like uh, very um, pressured of women here. Oh, okay, you, you don't have to like work that hard because you're going to get married or things like that. But I, you know what, like. <laughs> This is like 2000, so and my parents kind of like feel it too. Like I, I think in in the in this era, like uh, it's flexible not right now than in the in the like very early years, you know. So I'm very grateful that I was born like I'm in this era, so I don't have to like kind of like because I've I've seen like I've heard a lot of experiences from my friends who wanted to do, for example, like wanted to do. An art major, for example, because I couldn't even like, I couldn't even like uh, get my major full in design or art things like that. I had to do business to like for my major. My parents didn't let me to just like do art as a major. So even like I had to do something related to business, so I can could I could convince them, even though uh, even though uh, I'm doing this, I I I have the basic knowledge of like doing business and things like that. Well, you are full of energy and passion for the material and your project as well. But can you imagine yourself in some sort of different reality that you would be the person married to someone without the ability to do something by yourself? Yeah, I think I would. I'm the type of person who who gets bored easily. Your question was if I get married, right? For example, right? You see. No, I mean because you explained that there is a different part of Indonesia where it's more, I would say, expected that the woman marries someone, and in that case, she doesn't have to do that much. But that also means that she's losing some sort of part of herself. Yeah, from my experiences meeting a lot of people with different backgrounds and personalities and uh, marriage situations, for example, like in Indonesia. Um, Most of the time, because if I have a family, for sure, like I want to to focus on my family. Family is number one for sure. And but I think that's why I started really early. Like I mean, like doing this full time. Uh, you know, with NC. Because by, for example, if if I hit 30 later, um, I'll, I need to know like what what I, my plan. You know, for NC, for example. So because I'm planning to do this until I die, I think. And I want to introduce like literally polymerically with a lot of people in the future, you know. So, so for me, I think um, I think pe- um, women here needs to like need to have like uh, something, you know, that they want to do before they get married or they have a family for sure. So they're not like you know a lost uh, or get bored when they. When they have like their kids already big or things like that, so 
I think that's kind of like my plan with NC, you know, I, because I want to do this for the rest of my life. And uh, that, there was already a fixed kind of like uh, idea in my mind, you know, doing polymer clay. So I'm not sure about like any other moment or like artists, full-time artists in Indonesia. Maybe, maybe this is something that uh, discussed with a lot of people. So I think it's hard, you know, trying to figuring things out. But I think that was kind of like the process of me uh, doing this for almost three years, you know, doing polymer clay work. And I think because of just like the my love, uh, the material and also with my brand, you know, NC, um, it became clear, you know, each, each day um, doing this. And I think figuring it out earlier in your career uh, is a must, you know. So you you don't regret it later when you get old. Yeah, it's definitely helpful. Can we reveal your age? Is it okay with yeah, you? Yeah, I'm 29 this year. <laughs> 29. Oh, that's great. You look so young too, Lucy. Yeah, I'm 24. So <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful to speak with someone who is kind of a similar age. Yeah, so we, we have a lot in common, <laughs> I believe. And when you speak about, you know, the idea of having something early in your age, it kind of hits me because I, I found polar clay when I was 11. So I spent my whole childhood in this community. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know anything else. I mean, like the business and everything around. Yeah. Oh, okay. But as you said, like, it's something that I would love to die with because you plan to do it for the rest of your life yeah and with the polar clay being without any limits it's very real possibility because there is a lot to explore for sure yeah. it's cool <laughs> for sure and uh, what do you yeah. what do you like make basically because i know you just like being this amazing person having this amazing uh page you know polymer wig uh, i've known i've known polymer wig since um, my early career beginning like with polymer clay so do you make something too like or are you just like yeah yeah oh okay that's actually a good question like everything started for me with the material itself uh -huh. but we as you said we were trying to build some sort of community mm -hmm. and we did the very first um let's say event in the Czech Republic where we invited a lot of international teachers and since that, like we called the name Polymer Week because it was a full week of spending time with players, having classes, demonstration and others. And for that occasion, we prepared the first issue of the magazine, just like a random gift to our attendees. Yeah. And suddenly the magazine itself became kind of a huge project. And it's true that I'm like divided. I'm divided in my own artwork. But that's not too much in the spotlight. And then you have the community, the business thing, the magazine publishing and product development. So it's definitely not that easy to, you know, run both of them somehow and balance them. So you still have your voice out there through your artwork, but also do something for others in terms of the community and magazine. So yeah, yeah, that's my story quickly. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah. like, it, it's always a struggle for every makers, you know, being a full-time artist too. And I yeah. think I really salute yeah. you for that too. Like doing this like amazing community because, you know, um, I hope Indonesia like 
we can have this amazing community of polymerclay who are like who can like literally merge everyone talking about polymerclay because polymerclay is just ama- an amazing material that people should know and that's kind of like the the things that i want to do you know in the future so yeah building the community it's a beautiful yeah. thing especially like the connection like i can get to know you i can get to meet you in this way and others so that's beautiful but also it brings some sort of let's say responsibility because suddenly it's not just you and your schedule and your time and artwork yeah. but suddenly you need to figure out how to connect it all together yes. and i'm not ended by myself i had a beautiful team around yeah. but it's still you know i'm still the one who needs to do most of the things and i'm trying to figure out how to not do that <laughs> so i can spend time by playing more and exploring the material yeah so yeah it takes a lot of time but i believe that you would be a great you know community maker in your country like you have the energy and passion for for that so that's very necessary amen to that <laughs> and also that's yeah that's the bigger like the bigger goal for me literally indonesia because mm-hmm. i really wanted to yeah i really wanted the indonesian makers here together because i've no i don't really know so many makers do that i think i knew of a few just like some of the makers here in Indonesia and literally because of the because of the the, the market that I did last week, two weeks ago. Like so um I'm beginning to just like kind of um like by talking to you like this, I think it it motivates me a lot from your uh point of view just now, like literally talking about uh community. It's 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 hard, you know, right, right? Making play doing um creating stuff and then creating art and then also i need to like think about like what to do to like literally create a community here like in a very genuine way like introducing the clay introducing the the material uh what you love about it and things like that so yeah yeah i'm getting there <laughs> from my side of view it was very important for me to balance my own name in that yeah. because i didn't want to be the main one because i felt like that suddenly there will not be that much place for the artist that we present so that's why the polymerie that's why the name because we were like in the beginning should it be like lucy stronsa magazine or something but they would be too selfish and too much but also let's say marta stewart if you know her in usa yeah, she's yeah, like yeah, yeah. The goddess of DIY and the everything. goddess. She does it in a different way. She has her name everywhere. But for me, I felt like if I want to do a community, I need to be open to everyone. Yeah. I need to be ev- able to collaborate with any company and the artists. Right. You know, to be like really honest and open in that. Because suddenly, if I make a deal with someone, for example, suddenly it doesn't feel that honest i believe mm. and the way that we do the polymer week is that we we explore the social media the internet and we just find talented people and then we figure out how to collaborate with them how what to write about yeah. them how what is their story what should be published what is their artwork so in that way sometimes it's a bit tricky like it's all about a balance i believe like Suddenly, it's not just about you, but it's about the teamwork and the people you are writing mm-hmm. and talking about. Sure. 
So speaking of the community, do you have some sort of ideas how would you do that in your country to make the community and start somewhere? Basically, I, I, I thought about this all years. I think in the past one and a half years, because when I when my idea, uh, my original idea um, came to the surface of like the Pond McClay and um, I started getting like inquiries about like doing, uh, doing like workshops and things like that, like online, mostly like mm-hmm. makers around the world, or, like uh, people who are who love the material ask me like, why don't you make uh online courses or things like that? So I haven't I haven't even uh have the courage, you know, to do to do it to do it yet because. I, uh, the things about my work is a, re- a very intricate thing. It's a very detailed thing. And yeah. there's so many layers. There's so many kind of like uh, tiers or like, like skills that you need to kind of like um, uh, get to to reach that. And I think for me right now, I'm planning to kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm planning it like about uh, doing like online courses and offline courses. So... I think there was this one of the steps that I want to do first uh, to begin like this community in Indonesia about Tony McRae. And I think from there, from there on, uh, meeting a lot of people here who love the material, who are, are who are curious about the material, because I love to meet new people. You know, I, I love to make friends. I love to <laughs> talk or uh, something that I'm passionate about, which is like Tony McRae and. So by doing that, I think that will help to create a, a, a genuine community that who lost uh, polymerically. So I think that was uh, my biggest like uh, step that I need to do uh, for now. Do you think that the combination, as you said, with something that is based online and something that is based real life and face to face, is still important, or would you prefer? let's say one of them, or how do you think about it when it comes to, you know, we are in 2023 and suddenly a lot of things are online, mm. but still, if you do just online things, you kind of miss the face-to-face interaction with someone, physical interaction with classes. Uh, I was thinking about that too. Um, I think I think with, with online, um, it's still a big thing to do, I think, for now, but of course, of course, meeting face to face with uh, uh, people will help much better in terms of like the genuine communication, talking about it and literally showing it like to people because most of people don't know how 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 long the process is literally to make uh, my creations, like literally my art creation. So I think that was the kind of like the thing that I want to kind of introduce people literally by doing offline workshop here in Asia and to kind of like getting a, the idea of the people here, like how hard it is to like uh, create this piece, for example, and why uh, why why it matters to, to literally appreciate the process and appreciate the art. And I think because of the most of Indonesians, are, I think most people uh, that I know haven't like appreciate that art that much that that is something that i want to kind of advocate here like supporting local brands here to like uh supporting a lot of local meat so in terms of in offline 
workshop platform, I think it it, it helps to boost the idea of like uh, or appreciating the art more because it's kind of like the the, the one of the biggest challenges uh, for all makers. I think for all makers in any kind of field in Indonesia. So I think offline workshop would be will be the best uh, thing that uh, we need to do and I need to do first to literally help mm-hmm. with the goal that I want to reach. And you said an important thing that it's pretty difficult sometimes to explain to someone how much time you spend and devote it into a small piece of artwork. So what is usually the reaction, let's say, of your customers or your family when they look at your work and they are like, yeah, lovely, but you know the pressure and the <laughs> hours that went to just make that piece. So uh, this is something that I kind of experienced because this is my first time, you know, like I'm 29. Uh, I've been doing this like since I was like 26. So it's been three years, right? Uh, almost three years. And uh, last year was my first time, you know, having such a, a difficult moment about myself as a maker, like as an artist, you know, uh, as a pawnmakley maker. Uh, doing this non-stop, you know, when I first started. And then doing this non-stop became, uh, began to take a toll on me, you know, as an artist, like having burnouts and uh, depressed about like what to do, what to do next, because I've always wanted to reach that level, like the, 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 the level of like, yeah, you know, as an artist, you don't, you want to reach some levels in your career, right? So I've always pursued, yeah. I always try to pursue something different what to do next and try to innovate uh innovate 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 and it becomes something that um it made me more uh it made me stress out you know like but like the the burnout it was like real for me last year so i learned a lot uh because of the process that i had so, you know i embraced all of the process uh good or bad but uh you know, like doing polymerically, um, doing polymerically has matured me too as an artist, as a human being too. So I literally want people to like literally try this material or literally for beginners out there who really want to try uh, polymerically, I think they need to do it to just like um, embrace your life because this is something that is just, uh, I'm passionate about and I'm really I'm really grateful that I could uh, like talk to you about this because this is something that I've been keeping uh, you know a lot of things that I say uh, so far like this is I've been kept hidden into like my body my soul my mind so <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a it's such a, an amazing thing that I can talk about this, all of this matters about polymerically. Yeah, I think a lot of artists can relate that sometimes it's difficult to find the right person who could really understand what you are talking about. And even though your family and friends around there are trying, they are not in the very same position. So sometimes it's a bit tricky to get the understanding from the other side. And literally, first time I literally created my first piece even, I think it was it was a travel series and I think it, it was London and London has like so many like uh, details in it right I think I just I just showed it to my sister my little sister and then like she said oh well this is like 
so good. I think I think my skill wasn't like that that crazy or things like that. I was still improving, you know. I, I I'm still improving right now too. And literally, when I showed it to my mom, she just said, "Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's it." My mom just said that, like that's one sentence because. You know, as like um, uh, my mom and my dad, they aren't just like business-minded people. They're just they are not into like artsy stuff. I, I think I, I'm the only. Uh, my aunt just said that I think I'm the only one in my family who does art, like literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I'm they're more appreciative because. Uh, in the past years, three uh, almost years, uh, doing this, uh, they've seen like me just like sitting down in the studio, create crafting all day. I think there was one time that I just sacrificed my weekends too to just like craft and then like doing all of my custom orders. So they knew like how hard it is the process. So they're kind of they they they're appreciative of what I'm doing right now. So it's still a process for me too to just like show it to them step by step. So. I'm excited for them to just like wanting to get to know uh, what I'm doing or like this material because uh, they don't really know basically. They just see like, oh, what you're doing is like so intricate, uh, but they just don't know how, like, how can you make that? You reminded me of my early memories when I found polymer clay and my parents. <laughs> you know, they're not very happy about it because they saw me spending a lot of their money on books of clay and the results were awful. So it took a few years until it kind of became representative oh. and nice, the artwork itself. And I was a little child, so that was funny. But also, as you said, that right now your parents can appreciate it. Do you think, if we can be the personal, that there is some sort of I don't know, maybe a level because suddenly your hobby became a business or something that you can make your money mm-hmm. from. I had the same experience, like until it became real for the adult world. Mm-hmm. Until that, it was just like, yeah, she's doing this or that. But suddenly, when there was like the idea or option or I was making my first money, mm-hmm. everyone was like, wow, that's so cool and you're talented and everything. But until that, it was not very, you know, regular. That experience. So uh, it was real for me because I didn't expect anything when I tried to innovate uh, what you see. What you see right now uh, from my work, my, my masterpieces in like my brand's page and see. It, it, it was the beginning was just like uh, my urgency when you create something, when, when you want to create something amazing, you know. Because it was the coffee season, right? And um, as at first, I just didn't have an expectation of like, oh, I can make a living out of this. And because I just, I just did it and posted it without thinking about anything, you know. Uh, it's like it was just like the intention of like, uh, just you just post it as a, uh, you showcase your art your artwork that you want pe- the world to see but i don't i didn't expect that people will buy my product like my art you know at first i didn't expect to like i will i would do custom orders because most most people most of my clients customers around the world like literally they order my customs you know because it's very special because i can recreate any photos of their 
for example, like travel moments or their very uh, spatial moments in their lives, and can, and uh, I make I make them into wearable art. Uh, they felt the uniqueness of my products, and I feel I'm 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 really touched of my first ever client. You know, it was it was not from Indonesia. It was uh, she was from Norway even. Like she found me mm-hmm. through wow. Instagram only, and I felt like. Wow, like I've never because she said like you know the shipping fee, you know the shipping fee from Indonesia to like for example like yeah. Europe, it was like expensive, and I, I and I, I asked her like, are you okay with the shipping fee? Like literally because like this is my first even like my custom ever. It was so touching for me because as an artist, I I just felt the first time of feeling like oh I'm an artist, you know so. Uh, it was very touching for me, uh, and I'm really grateful for her uh, because, like, uh, my custom even like uh, got bigger at the time. So that's why I told you, like, I two years of like nonstop of like doing it, you know, doing customs, and uh, yeah, it was very touching for me, like my first experience of like doing customs for people. Yeah, it brings you the happiness that someone else is interested in the commission, you know, having you making their memories and physically kind of express that in a way that they can wear it somewhere, right? Like as a, as a, sorry. Yeah. So how is it now with your customers and with your audience? Because you have a wide audience on social media. So do you know, for example, where those people are from or who are your main customers? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm grateful for uh, for all the people who are into my art, uh, who follows uh, my my art page uh, and like on MC Studios page. Um, the three top most uh, of my clients customers are from Singapore, like and then like Australia and America. I just feel the population are already big in those countries. So people who are into like maybe they 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 collect like polymer clay earrings, you know, they wanted something different because my, my art is very weird and quick in some way and very intricate too. There's always a moment that you you want to stop, you know. But those yeah. those messages <laughs> like those messages like literally motivate me a lot. Because there's a lot of there are a lot of moments for me to stop, but I haven't. And see, it's like my personal diary in a wearable form. We're using polymer clay because I really love to share people's stories too from around the world. For example, by doing their customs, I've always asked them like, "What's the backstory of your custom? What do you want to? Uh, why do, you, do why do you want to make this?" And there are a lot of that touching moments, you know, like. For example, they want to give it to to their uh, to their wife. A lot of husbands, you know, a lot of husbands conducted <laughs> me to just like they want to give this to their wife, and uh, or they want to make uh, create like uh, something out of their lovely pets, for example, or like their engagement things like that. So it makes me like passionate about like telling people stories to true my work with polymer clay and i think this kind of like i think one of uh, a few clients of mine said that to me i think uh they said like my art touches their heart or their their uh deep memories about in, in their life so 
yeah, that 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 keeps me going to as an artist, even though it's hard. <laughs> Your way of art, as you said, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it was mainly about you, but you just explain how you can touch other people's lives or hearts, and you are basically expressing their memories through your art but yet it's still very personal of you and the style is very clear so that's a beautiful thing but as you said that everyone sometimes wants to stop and especially being an artist it's very helpful to get that sort of recognition or just a lovely message from someone because it keeps you going what are you doing during those days when there is nothing like that when there is no message no recognition and you just feel pretty bad and you feel like quitting just now what do what are you doing in those moments to change that situation and keep going i feel my family is the first thing that i go to you know like talking to mm-hmm. them even if, if it's my aunt who doesn't know art at all <laughs> i've always just like uh talk about everything uh with my mom or my dad or Um, my 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 brother, my sister, uh, a lot of my my families, and with my friends who uh, kind of in a similar field with mine, for example, like do these dust design or things like that. Uh, it's really helping me to get my motivation going too, and also doing like offline markets, like what I did uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago, like two two weeks ago, like literally helped me help me to get my motivation back because I was craving to meet people because I was because I do everything by myself right all this time and people people yeah, can get lonely. Pe- people don't know people don't know that I do work alone because uh um it's still sub- a, a struggle for me to literally um I want to create a theme for sure I want to create a theme that I need to kind of like plan it out well first because this is something that I really adore and really cherish everything that I do. So, uh, literally, that's kind of like the thing that I want to kind of uh, do, like a creative theme and become becomes not lonely anymore as an artist. But it's it, it's still a process for me to do that. Uh, it's still a long way to go, but I'm getting there. And literally, um, yeah, I think friends, family, and meeting people by doing offline markets or talking to the polymer like to the makers from the polymer placing or maybe other fields as well for example it it helps me a lot to get my motivation back you know because there's there was like one time i talked with this amazing woman like an artist too in indonesia and she is She's struggling too as an artist. She's a jeweler, like jeweler, like she's doing like beads and diamonds, things like that in Indonesia. And uh, it got my motivation back talking to her, uh, listening to her stories, like her struggles during pandemic, during the pandemic season, during COVID. And this is something that you need to surpass to literally know where, where you want to go. And I think uh, to take a step back too is fine because I was like in the mindset of like uh like I need to keep going I need to keep going I need to create something without 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 breaks and I was like that for those full two years and I think 
I became, uh, I, I got burned out uh, last year because of that too. I think by having uh, a lot of like uh, discussions about art in general, in general, helped me a lot to keep going too. And literally talking with you like this, it it, it it gets me it gets my motivation uh a lot more too and yeah yeah thank you for being you know very open and honest because i believe that some i believe that artists in general if there is someone else on the other side who they can relate to mm-hmm. with those struggles and up and downs it's somehow helpful to keep going for sure. because suddenly you realize that it's not just you who is struggling with something yeah. and definitely as you said that it's super lonely i couldn't agree more lonely. like sometimes i just feel so lonely <laughs> just by working on my computer or playing or something so these kind of conversations are beautiful to me as well and very helpful and it's exciting to meet others who are doing different things but perhaps are having the same issues that you can somehow overcome together yeah that's really like it's a really like work in a process you know Best. yeah what would be your last advice for makers who would love to be maybe independent mm-hmm. when it comes to art mm-hmm. and they perhaps are working with polymer clay or other materials just for a few months or years and would love to become you know just independent when it comes to this business and the artwork itself don't get too comfortable I think this is this the main lesson that I've learned uh, doing this because you know um, if you get if you if you if you if you get too comfortable with it you won't even have the need to uh, the crave you know to to create art and I think you have to experience more things for example travel somewhere go somewhere meeting a lot of people with different backgrounds backgrounds or personalities or Think something, do something that is just that you've never done before, or because uh, life is so uh, life. You know, life is um, you can experience so much. You know, just by doing that and literally talking with a lot of people in in the similar backgrounds or other backgrounds or other fields uh, will help you a lot or things like that. But literally, don't get too comfortable because that was kind of like my. The, the biggest lesson that I've learned as an artist, as a polymer clay maker. And it, it got me thinking of like doing something a little bit different. Never stop of like innovating, you know, because that's like the main struggle of like the the artists here. I mean, like Indonesia or, or people who, who want to start in a business like this, um, they don't have the courage. And I think I want to, I, I speak uh, in behalf of a lot of makers here in Indonesia, uh, I want people to get, I think, people to get to start to innovate, to not following the trend, you know, but do something a little bit crazy because you only live once, you know, and I think by doing this, you won't know what the outcome is. Don't get too comfortable and also do something crazy once in your life. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the Polymeric Podcast. I hope that a lot of our listeners will find some inspiration in your words. I'm sure they will. And I cannot wait to see your next creation. And I hope that one day we'll be able to meet in person. 
because I believe that that will be awesome. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Thank you. I hope we can meet in the future too. Um, talking about yeah. Colin McLean. Thank you so much, Lucy.